Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. I'm Cody, host for today, and in a little while, Neil's going to be joining me to talk about Rockaway Hunting Club in Lawrence, New York. The Crash Course Podcast and Crash Course Video Series is presented by Cooper Tires, and our friends at Cooper have a great option they want you to know about. It is the Cooper Discoverer Enduramax. The Enduramax tire has enhanced durability thanks to technology from Cooper's off-road truck tires. This means drivers can tackle any road condition with a smooth, quiet ride. The Enduramax is packed with cut-and-chip resistant tread technology. That helps you combat poor road conditions that try to chew up your tires. Light truck belts have been integrated into the design, helping to improve strength and overall driver handling. If you drive an SUV, you need this tire. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by a treadwear mileage warranty, helping to give you the confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. Neil, what's going on? Not much. Cody, I think this is the first one for us. The first of many, I'm, I'm guessing. Right? Yeah. What are we talking about today? Today, we're going to be talking about Rockaway, man. Rockaway Hunting Club. Gotta be specific. One of these old school tracks, uh, probably the closest, I don't know if you'd call it golden age, but like old school track to New York. It's 30 minutes outside of New York in a town called Lawrence, New York on the eastern edge of the far Rockaways. So out behind JFK. Have you ever heard of it? Never. But that's that's not saying much. I mean, this is this is your neck of the woods. Well, it's got um it's got some of those Locust Valley Gatsby vibes that we discussed on the Creek Club in a past episode and uh, you know, some of those other very uh quiet places like Piping Rock out there. Right. Uh, I would I would put it in that category, though I think they stay out of some of that that vibe, which is it's a little bit more, you know, it's a little closer to the city, right? So it feels a little bit less like of a uh I don't know, a land before time, if you will. It looks like the way it looks, so it's right behind JFK, which is an interesting juxtaposition because you've got these big ass planes taking off, you know, all day while you're on the course. And they're not like, you know, buzzing the tower, but it's just like, you know, that plane's going to Sweden or wherever, you know, it's like all these transatlantic flights taking off. And then you can see the skyline, but it feels like the city of New York. It feels like the place used to be out in the middle of nowhere. And it was, it, it's one of the oldest courses in, in the country. Uh, it was a polo club and a fox hunting club, uh, I think founded in 1878. Uh, and then the golf course was built in 1917. I guess the golf course was built in 1891, making it, but it was only nine holes. And then they expanded it to uh, 18 holes in 1917. Uh, but it feels like New York just grew around it. And, you know, basically it's a, you know, it's a, it's not a long course to par 70. Uh, and it feels like, you know, it's been encroached on a little bit with development, but not much. You still feel like you're kind of, you, you feel like you're out of the city, but you're not that far from it. Um, which that's, that's kind of the juxtaposition I'm getting at. You're like, man, I'm still like, there's New York. It's right there, but I'm in this beautiful, uh, I guess golf enclave activities enclave because they have these grass tennis courts, you know, anytime you see grass tennis courts, that's usually a, a sign that you're, uh, 
that you're going back in time, that you're in, in, in an old school place. And it has sweeping views of, I think it's like Rockaway Bay, but it's kind of this marshland. And then there's like, you know, Long Beach and then the Atlantic Ocean. So you can, you know, it's kind of just water uh, looking out south, southeast of the course. Uh, and the water kind of comes into play, I'd say, on the majority of holes throughout the uh, throughout the round. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where is this place? That, that's that's my answer. Does it feel like you're still in the city? does when you're sitting on the van wick trying to get back into the city and that 30 minutes turns into an hour and a half but it doesn't no it does not feel like you're in new york city it feels like you are out you know more like you would feel if you went to the hamptons but the fact that you can still see the city is is kind of a um a vibe you don't get often like i've been out to rockaway beach a few times which is usually packed but that is also like oh man i'm at the beach but like there's you know i'm getting chemtrails when these these jets are taken off at, at JFK. So it's not that close to JFK. I think it's like four or five miles, but you know, it's right on the flight path. Um, so you have the, the, the modern world is, is knocking on the door out in Lawrence, New York, man. It, it looks beautiful though. It's just looking at pictures, doing a little prep for it. I mean, truly a spectacular spot. So my question, you know, everything, every time you're talking about courses in and around the city, like, does it still have that vibe or does it truly feel like you've kind of escaped for a little bit? It feels like an escape. It definitely has, it's private, right? And it's, it's certainly, it, it feels that way. But like, uh, you know, it, like, so my experience going there is a friend of mine, Jim Glenn, I call him Jem, uh, G-E-M. He's a real gem. Excellent golfer. We have been, uh, I've played the member guest with him uh, two years in a row. Didn't play last year uh, due to COVID. But so those are, you know, I've probably played six, seven eight rounds out there, you know? And so uh, the, the member guest experience, the one at Rockaway, that's my first experience with like the member guest circuit. Like I've never really played in one before this. And these guys, like it's a three day extravaganza. Like they take it serious, like super serious, gets the competitive juices flowing. It's, you know, we're playing in the championship flight. Jim's an excellent golfer. He's got this funky swing. He kind of guys like this waggle when the club's at the top where he like shakes his front foot and he can work it both ways. Like, and he just, he just sinks putts all over the, all over the place. So he's fun to play with. I'm kind of just playing off of him, but like, I'm like, man, this is great. Like we are, we're vibing, we're playing stroke play for the first day. And then it goes into just straight match play. And it's an awesome, awesome match play course. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the club, I think a little history on it was, it's actually more, was more known for, it's like the home along with Meadowbrook, which is another one of these old school clubs, but that's, on the uh, kind of closer to the north side of Long Island, they were the home of polo uh, in the U.S. They were like, huh. like they called them the twin towers of of polo. Um, and apparently, I think the gambling used to be crazy around you know around the polo events, and and a little bit of that has kind of shown through. I mean, there's a mega Calcutta going on at this member guest. We like which, it. Yeah, like that. I was like, you know, a bunch of guys like you know, Jim's really good and. And we were we were kind of the favorites. There's a lot of money, you know, going flying around. I guess it's actually been like, you know, pulled back. I think it used to be even more like outrageous. But I was like, man, this is crazy. So uh, that gets you know, there's there's stakes involved in this in this tournament. So it's nice to. I feel like Rockaway is a place where I've played seven or eight really really competitive rounds of golf. Like personally, Larock, dude, you need to be locked in here because like you're playing for something you know, that's like not, it's a member guess. It's not meaningful, but it feels meaningful. And, uh, 
so that gets that gives me a good sense of you know the course um and i, I feel like you know i just when i think about it i'm like man i, I one I, I would i can't wait to get back if i ever do and and two um it's just like a I don't know. It's just a really fun course and a fun match play course is what I'm, I think where, where my head's going right now. Yeah. It sounds like the ultimate like members club. That's exactly what you're looking for. Like a great membership, great events. You talked about the member guests being like the pinnacle of everything for that year, both, you know, with your buddies, uh, as well as like the spectacle that is competitive golf at like some of these, you know, uber nice clubs. Well, I would say, I mean, I'm not, Maybe that's a naive take because it's probably the only member guest I've ever played in. So <laughs> maybe maybe it's not, right? But for me, I was like, man, so the the way they have this big old school clubhouse, which I think is burned down a couple times, but they've, they've rebuilt. they got some guest houses. You know, it's the kind of place you can get away for the weekend. Um, and then there's like all these like beach, you know, it's, it's kind of a beach town um, out closer to the water uh, in that neighborhood around it. But the it has that vibe of the back porch, flows right into the putting green and then 18 comes right up into the porch. So like, you know, if you're coming down the stretch and let's say you're all square on 18 T in the championship match, you know, there's 200, 250 people watching. It gets, it's a pressure cooker coming back. I think for a member club, like we've even seen it on strap, like that vibe was at Tal in Tallahassee at capital city and forest park. When that back deck where everybody's, you know, having a cold beer, and uh you know having lunch or whatever that's where you like one you're teeing off right from there just like riv and two you're coming right in so there's a really good a really good design and flow to the way the round starts and the way it ends right i love it too like hey man th this club is a perfect match club if you want to push that match all the way to the 18th hole you better be ready because there's going to be some people paying attention once you're coming up and putting those putts to close it out exactly especially because there's a lot of people that are <laughs> They got some money on that match. Right, exactly. <laughs> so let's just say, you know, shout out to Jim. Let's just say you decide to, you know, you got a 80 yards in and you decide to shank a wedge and then and then come back and, and, and put a tough chip to 10 feet and lift the putt out. I mean, just brutal, man. Like, epic, epic. Uh, the boys lost, you know, boys lost by one. So hopefully we can we can uh, get back out there and, and, and try to get it done at some point in the, in the next five years. But I, I want to say a little bit about the, the history of the course. So from Lynx Magazine, and I think this sums it up pretty well, the history of the course is that of an architectural hybrid with Tom Bendelow, Devereaux Emmett, A.W. Tillinghast, Perry Maxwell, and others contributing to a design that, while settled into its current routing by the mid-20th century, has continued to evolve. You ever heard of those guys, Cody? Right. A few names there. You oh, know, yeah. it sounds like everybody's, you know, had a... a Touch this place, which is great. And then Gil Hans and Jim Wagner redid it. Um, I guess, you know, I think it's a combo of restoration plus just update. Uh, and I think that was like six or seven years ago. And their changes included thousands of trees were removed. Fairway bunkers were widened. Every bunker on the course was rebuilt. Um, and they definitely changed up the strategy on a few holes. And, and like, I just want to say, like, you know, to answer the question, what do you think of the course? I absolutely love it. So my favorite thing about Rockaway is the course itself. You know, so, you know, it definitely has like you can tell the membership is super like they have a tight, tight, tight crew. I'm not a member, though, so I can't comment too much on the vibe other than, you know, an enjoyable experience of the member guests. But the course itself is awesome. I think they host a, uh, a 
U.S. Open local qualifier there. Um, I know they did. I don't know if they do it every year, but I know they did it um, like two years ago. Um, and I guess like, you know, I started thinking like, why do I love it? Uh, similar to the, how I feel about the Creek where there's three separate sections of the course. So there's like the same thing at, at Rockaway where the first hole takes you out to the water and then it, it kind of switches back on number two and then goes back into like a kind of a parkland feel in the, those are the inland holes. So, and each hole seems to get progressively harder. So one's a very, very, very much a gentleman's handshake, uh, kind of a downhill, very soft dog leg to the right. And then two is a little bit of a tighter drive, but still like, you know, you just got to have two solid golf shots. It's not long. Three is a, uh, difficult par three. And then number four is probably like the hardest hole in the course, but it doesn't look like much. It's just this long dog leg left par four. And then it gets really interesting. So one of my favorite little things that I think, uh, Gil Hansen, Jim, Jim Wagner did was you then go to five, which they squeezed in this par three where you tee off and you tee off over four green. So the, the four green is like almost like the, the hazard or like, you know, you got to four green and then there's out of bounds basically behind and all down the right of that par three. So it's just, then it's like, okay, you get, you start to get a little, you know, a little anxious on that shot. Uh, and then six takes you out to, it's this like pretty hard par five that, that dog legs, right. It takes you out to this big channel. And so that's where like section one ends. And then on seven, you tee off over this massive channel or canal that splits the course and kind of into the three parts. So once you tee off on seven, you cross this huge bridge, great infrastructure. So shout out to infrastructure. And that's kind of, you get out on this, like basically treeless windswept six hole stretch, you know, seven through, uh, I guess seven through 14 T where water's pretty much in play. Like the, the bay is pretty much in play on every hole. And, and like, it's totally different than the parkland, like tree lined holes you just played. So now you're basically playing what feels like a links, a Lynx golf course. And those holes are just like, they're, they're kind of unforgettable. So seven is you tee off over this channel and it just, it's really wind dependent. So like every day the wind's changing and you know, if the wind's coming off the left, it's like, Oh my God, you get this like probably at least a hundred feet wide river that you're teeing off over. And then my favorite hole on the course is probably eight, which is this, you know, I guess capey, you probably could call it a cape hole, but it's right on the water all down the right like the bay is all down the right and and the grass like the, the fairway runs right into the bulkheads as you get closer to the green so then the bulkhead kind of wraps around on three sides up by the green and it's just this tight short little par four that it kind of it's like all right man strap in now because you're going to basically be fighting what whatever the wind's doing you're just trying to keep this ball from going in in the bay for the next you know three holes you know and then you come back around to 14 T and that's a massive, like really long par three that you got to tee off over this channel again with the green kind of hugging the, uh, I guess the West side of this channel. So then you cross that same bridge, you cross going to numbers, you know, coming over number seven. And then that kind of 14 green through 18 is it's similar to the first six holes, but a lot tighter. So now you've got like, you're coming down the stretch in a match play and you've got smaller greens. You're trying to hit like, you know, you're hitting irons off the tee. You're kind of just like, you're, you're, you're getting into the mogul skiing of the course, right? Less, less big mountain windswept, you know, bowls. And, and now it's like, all right, man, you better hit some golf shots here and get it close because, uh, you know, that Calcutta we talked about earlier is, uh, is in play here. Right. Uh, 
And so, yeah, and then 17 and 18 swing you back to the bay uh, and then back to the clubhouse. And so it's just a lot of variety. And I really like it when I'm playing a course that changes up the vibe, kind of has different sections. It, it feels like a, you know, a walk in the woods and, and then a walk along the beach, uh, which is great. Favorite hole in the course, number eight. I think number eight. And I think, you know, I was, I was thinking about it. I, I really enjoy that shot on 14. Sometimes it's hard. And, and five. I think the par threes out there are really solid. It's hard to, it's sometimes it's hard to pick a par three because they're shorter for me as a favorite hole. But like that, that tee shot on 14 is because, all right. So the wind's usually in. So it's, it's like we're talking like a 190 playing 210 kind of shot. Or if the wind's down, long of the green's no fun. Like there's these like death bunkers behind it. So that's just like late in the round when, when a match is getting tight is like you you got to hit a golf shot here right so it's just like you that that tee shot is kind of looming all all round like i just in, in the six seven eight rounds i played there you're always like all right man i got that you know i'm gonna have to hit this really 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 good four iron into the wind you know or this really good eight iron downwind you know and it's just a uh it's kind of a mind fuck and i i i enjoy that you know it's it's a true test on that hole plus you got the bridge you got the infrastructure with the canal. It's it's a real treat to hit that shot. What about least favorite hole? Least favorite hole. Good question. I think, man, let me think about that. Four. I mean, four just because it's it's like there's OB, it's this long par four with OB down the left. And it's just kind of in my head, right? It, it doesn't look hard, but it is hard. If that makes sense. It's just like, there's no, there's no visual. It's just kind of like a big, big, long Parkland par four, which like, damn it, man. Like you just got to hit two really solid shots here. And I just can't seem to do it when I play that hole. And then it also kind of sets your roundup. You know, if you lose it, you, sh you should be scoring on those first six holes. And so when you, when you blow it on that one, it's just frustrating. You're like, damn it, man. Like I know there's, there's a lot of harder holes to come and I should be, you know, I shouldn't do this here. I should just get my par and get out of here. Right. De it's demanding, very demanding tee shot. Yeah. It's just, and it's it's demanding and kind of boring, which is like a bad combo, right? Like whereas 14's demanding but like invigorating, and and some and a lot of the other holes out there, I, I really like. The, the reason I really like them is it's not a long course, so it's like very challenging short holes. So that one stands out as like a, you know, one of the longer tests out there. And so it just, it gets a little, it's a frustrating hole for me. Like you said earlier, I mean, so par 70, at least on the website says it's about 6,200 yards. Does it feel yeah. like a short course? Uh, well, no, when the wind's blowing, it doesn't. It just depends on what the wind's doing. And so like my best score out there, I think I've shot 75. And I feel like when I play out there, I'm in the 70s, right? Like I feel like I've been locked in, but it really just depends on the wind. And then that's also why it's a good match play course, because it's like, it's asking everybody you're playing with to you, – it's hitting these uh, – like you're hitting the iron off the tee a lot. It takes driver out of your hands. On eight, you, you're not hitting driver. Then there's a drivable – I think uh, 10 is a drivable par four, but it's really tight. And like, you know, driver really isn't the play there. It depends on where the pin is. But you could – you know, but you have – and then another good example is 15. It's just really, really awkward dogleg left, like short par four. And you can try to overpower it with driver – but it's just going to, you know, it'll get you into trouble where what you should be doing is is trying to get it to that 120, 130 number. And then, 
uh, you're hitting into this elevated green and then it has like a really elevated, the back of the green, the green slopes back to front. And then there's this massive like drop off off the back. So if you miss long, you're, you're screwed. So you got to be very precise. You know, that's where the mogul skiing comes in. You got to see your turns, baby. Right. Exactly. I mean, just looking at, it, I, I love courses that give you options off the tee box makes you think about it. And, and, and really, I mean, your options of, should I hit a wood out here? Probably, probably not. Sometimes is the rough that penalizing out there. It can be. Yeah. When I've played it, the, the rough is, is grown up. They have, especially around the greens, they've got the, uh, it's like those pebble beach shots. You see those guys hit. They're trying to just like, you know, just nervy, like just get this on the green as quickly as possible and let it roll. There's, there's a good amount of that going on, but I think it's a, it's another like example of Hanson Wagner, just undefeated on the, uh, on the, the restoration stuff on taking a course that like has been around for over a hundred years and just kind of returning it to like giving it some like strategic direction, I guess you'd say like they didn't, it's not a rainer. It's not like, it's not like one guy was like, this is what this hole is about, but those guys were able to go out there and, and I don't know, take something that's not very long and still make it like a ton of, a ton of fun to play and kind of, I think, especially that's, whole seven through you know 13 14 t really bring out the wind right it sounds like they took out a ton of trees and just made like yo you guys are right on the water like you need to like play to your strengths here like that's the teeth of this course is that you know you're gonna have a windy day and you're gonna get blown off the planet right it, it's amazing and so impressive everything that they do they 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 have this knack to just peel back a little bit of what has grown up over time. And in this case, we're talking over a hundred years of growth, not just what you're saying, like removing trees, but also putting grass, putting, putting green lines back to where they need to be putting tightly mown areas around greens and, and making people think about it. Because like you said, I mean, it might not be the longest course, but you know, you're hitting wedges and short irons and everything. You better hit the green or else you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's, you know, that's, that's Rockaway. I, I think it's, uh, I, like I said, it's private, but if you, if you have the opportunity to get out there, I, I, I think it's an interesting course. I wouldn't say it's overlooked, but you know, it's kind of, it's kind of got a, an under, under the radar vibe and for how close it is to New York, I think it's a, a very interesting place to play golf. You know, it looks like a beautiful place now. I think we're going to, next time we're back up in the city, we're going to have to see if we can check it out. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to hit up Jim. What Jem's up to? I think actually, I think Jem is is uh, hanging out down in Old Town. Oh, right. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a, a Winston Salem guy. Yeah. I want to say he's a North Carolina guy, UNC guy through and through. Awesome. So shout out to Jem. Cool. Thanks, Neil.